isn't the point of traveling to get away from it all, to feel the best you've ever felt? Then maybe you should check out Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool white sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. When your trip comes to an end, you won't need another vacation because you just had the vacation. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. It is time to check in with Rob Shaw and see what is happening. The view from Victoria. Rob, good morning to you. Good morning, Jill. Well, we'll start with this one. I I was about to say on a lighter note, and this has been in the newscast, but maybe not because people do get rather upset when things change on BC ferries. And this is the news of the cancellation of the Pacific Buffet. Yes, the Pacific Buffet. I mean, anything you do on BC ferries (laughs) gets people upset. But the Pacific Buffet uh, was too good for this world, I think. (laughs) Too beautiful to last. Too delicious to forget. Uh, It is permanently closed, uh, BC Ferries announced yesterday uh and so that dream of all you can eat food while on the ferry uh is over and the question now is what do you do with these beautiful spaces that have been locked off basically since the pandemic when the buffet uh, wasn't allowed to operate and bc ferry started a survey yesterday asking people well what do you want to do and they, they they left some space in there for people to to write in you know what do you want to replace the pacific buffet with and a lot of people went in there and wrote the Pacific Buffet. Put another buffet in. And so those are the kind of people I think when, you know, when they have naming contests for boats, they go in and write Bodie McBoatface as yes. the name. And then the whole survey tilts sideways. But anyways, that BC Ferries will have to deal with that. But it's like that thing, you know, was losing a lot of money. Everything on BC Ferries loses a lot of money. But it lost uh, $1.2 million every year. And it required seven to eight crew members to keep all that food uh, going. And BC Ferries says we just don't have the staff because they're having to, you know, cancel sailings all the time without staff uh, to do it again. And it was, um, let's reimagine it. Let's do something else. So, you know, if you have an opinion about BC ferries, and God knows everybody does, get on there and go into the survey and, and tell them what you would, uh, you'd like to put in there. I don't know, like a casino or an arcade or a spa or whatever. But uh, it, it, they're beautiful spaces that will be reimagined going forward. So it's interesting. Uh, have you eaten at the Pacific Buffet, Rob? I have. I, you know what? I, I have to be honest. I, I didn't, I would get too much food and then I would be like, oh, and then I have to get in my car. <laughs> and, and I was just, it wasn't, it wasn't my jam. I'm a Sea West Lounge guy, you know, right. where it's that little room, room where no one's allowed to talk mm. on the other end of the boat mm-hmm. and you, you eat cheese and crackers. Uh, that's my room. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's pretty difficult to argue with the numbers that the new CEO put out. And you mentioned them, that it was a big money loser. Here we have sailings to Bowen being cancelled and other sailings as well in jeopardy because of staff shortages. You've got to think that redistributing staffing could perhaps fix that. And also when I I look at this as well, I wonder, do people realize it's not a cruise ship? It's a BC ferry. Yeah, yeah. The only thing on BC ferries that makes money, and I know this ticks people off, but the only thing that really makes money on that on that uh, service, and because every route outside the major routes loses money, are the amenities. And it's kind of a double-edged sword because some people think BC ferries, you know, could lower ticket prices if you just got rid of all the stuff inside and you sat on cold metal benches and off you went uh, back and forth. But buying, you know, the the you know, chocolate bars and the books and the clothing 
uh, in the little gift shop and paying extra for a white spot burger way, way, way more than if you went to white spot. Those things actually make BC Ferries money. So that's why they're there. And they're hoping to make money with whatever they replace the Pacific buffet with. Um, and uh, whatever that is, it's, it's not going to be free. Bet on that. No, very, very true. So people can go and do the survey. Uh, do you know, is there a, a time limit? Do people need to rush and do this survey and make sure their voices are heard? Three weeks, three weeks. So they got a little bit of time to think about it. But, uh, but yeah, we should get on it if they, I mean, they're going to, no, people are going to complain no matter what, I think, but, uh, but they should get on it. All right. That is happening. If you want to have your voice heard about what should replace the Pacific Buffet. And uh, like you said, Rob, a lot of people will be doing that. Let's talk a little bit about housing. And we heard some harsh words from BC's housing minister. Yeah, so there's a municipality here in Greater Victoria. It's one of the first since uh, Housing Minister Ravi Kalon announced the so-called naughty list of municipalities. Uh, the municipality is View Royal. It's not on the initial naughty list for housing, but uh, it had came as mayor had come out uh, earlier this week and said, you know what, I think we're kind of done with building uh, new developments for a while. Uh, we want to take a six-month pause. We want to think about some things. We're going to put a moratorium in place on all new developments. And uh, the housing minister caught wind of this. And yesterday he came up publicly and he just tore a strip off of uh, View Royal. And he said, you know, like, listen, like, you cannot believe what he's hearing in a housing crisis. He's talking to councils all the time and almost nobody has the gall to say we're not going to do anything to contribute to the solution. Uh, And he encouraged them to remember that, you know, they're just one tiny municipality that's part of a larger region and province and Basically, you know, buck up, buckaroo, you got to get going here. And it's interesting to watch because this is how the EB government, David EB administration, I guess, is going to deal with municipalities who want to slow walk housing is they're going to come out and uh, try to embarrass them in public, for one, and remind them that uh, the province is watching and the province controls a lot of money for infrastructure and different things. And I guess it worked because there's a vote at Tiny View Royal Council last night and the mayor's six month moratorium failed. And uh, one of the reasons uh, councillors mentioned is they're not they're not, not really sure what the province is doing here on the housing uh, file, but uh, they want to wait and see, and they don't want to be on the wrong side of the David Eby government. Uh, if you're on the wrong side of the David Eby government, go talk to BC Housing and Atira about that. That's not a comfortable place to be. And uh, so there you go. That's, a, that's in a microcosm what other municipalities should be watching if they decide uh, they're not interested in following. Uh, the aggressive housing plan of of this government. It seems a bit odd, though, doesn't it? Like you said, View Royal wasn't on or isn't on the initial naughty list. It's a tiny place. Why didn't they just continue flying under the radar? And and why did they even bring this motion forward to get this attention in the first place? Well, this is what the EB government's going to have to contend with, is that in some municipalities in our last municipal election, there was an anti-density movement quietly underway. And in our West Shore region, which is the fastest growing region of Greater Victoria, for example, you had councils, uh, you know, elected with the, from part of the public that was like, we're building too much too quickly. Let's take a pause. And that is going to clash. That mandate and those elected officials are going to clash directly with a, with a provincial government that feels the opposite. So in Langford, which used to be a massive development community in Greater Victoria, they... <laughs> They knocked out the uh, the mayor who built anything 
anywhere and replaced him um, with a mayor who's not sure, uh, you know, building quickly is a good idea. And that tension is not just here. So it's in different communities across the province. And that's uh, going to be difficult for the provincial government to kind of keep tabs on because you're right. Viroy was not on the 10 uh, naughty list municipalities, but then, you know, there's 161 municipalities in BC and the government can't keep eyes on all of them. So this is going to keep popping up here and there. And Rob, one other note, what do we know as far as Fraser Health and issues at Surrey Memorial Hospital, meetings that are taking place, any movement there? Yeah, so this was lost a little bit last week uh, when the health minister was talking about all the different uh, crises going on uh, in Fraser Health and Surrey Memorial Hospital. But he did mention that he is going to be, in his words, directly involved in some discussions with Fraser Health uh, CEO, uh, Dr. Victoria Lee, and their board chair, Jim Sinclair, who we haven't heard much from, uh, but is an old New Democrat ally from the BC Federation of Labour. And uh, and he's going to have top health officials, the deputy minister of health, involved in meetings yesterday and Monday on the various crises going on, the idea of a, a new hospitalist contract Uh, That's one of the big staffing problems in Surrey Memorial, the hospitalists who've been public with their concerns. The minister does not have meetings and then do nothing. He's not one of those guys who sits around and nods and then goes back to his office and then, you know, thinks about it. Stuff happens. Stuff happens very quickly and big things happen. So we are watching to see, you know, what comes out of these meetings the next time he is asked or if there's an announcement coming or or who knows. Um, But that is, uh, I think, a sign that, Changes are afoot in in Fraser Health and specifically in Surrey Memorial. This government was hit hard the last few weeks by all those open letters and doctors and uh, critics, uh, and uh, they're looking to to make some big changes to to solve that going forward. All right, so we'll keep an eye on that as well. Rob, thank you. We'll talk to you again soon. Okay, talk to you tomorrow.